Adechi, Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon, whichever way you want to say it. And you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore and culture. That's right. So thank you for taking the time out to explore this amazing world with us. In today's minisode, we'll be telling you about the origin story of the Ramanga, who were a bloodline of manipulative Labon vampires active during the Dark Ages that I discovered, you know, last week on our yeah, last episode. in the last episode. You know? So we said we'd do it t- today in this minisode. And, and here we, we are. are. <laughs> so if you're like me and wondering who or what the Labon is, because I was, I was not sure. Um, so according to the unofficial White Wolf Wiki, during the Dark Ages, the Labon were viewed as a single bloodline by European vampires. The vampires of Africa nearly all referred to themselves as Labon and certainly seemed distinct from regular clans. A Labon is also referred to as someone of great importance in a traditional uh, Maasai community, which is in Kenya, Tanzania, mm-hmm. or Tanzania, whichever <laughs> way you want to say it. <laughs> There's... Um, they are someone um, who's gifted with the power to see the future. They're not like a fortune teller and they're certainly not a witch doctor. They're more like a seer, you know, mm-hmm. um, but some of them also have the power to cure illnesses. I'm thinking of yeah. like um, Raven. Yeah, that's a Raven. Uh, that's so, oh yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Oh, that's that nice. Guy. Yeah, great. Um, So this story we're going to tell you today is from the unofficial White Wolf Wiki, which is a collaborative encyclopedia project where you can find out about the worlds and systems created by White Wolf, the producer of many role-playing games, board games, card games, novels, and much more. So the White Wolf Wiki started in May 2004, and it currently has 22,048 articles. Damn. Damn. That's a lot of folklore. In in a, in a way, it's basically folklore, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The unofficial White Wolf Wiki is an independent, collaborative fan effort, and is not officially supported or licensed by White Wolf Entertainment. I should say this really fast, so you know, it's like the, yeah, the, you know, the the fast bit. No, 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 no better stuff. <laughs> and although they're trying their best to maintain exclusive official content, they also have a section for users, you know, who would like to publish their own works and thoughts in the blog area. So definitely. Check that out if you're interested. Yeah, sounds sounds great. Like I nearly went into rabbit hole myself. There's like a lot of cool stuff in there. It's like Wattpad, isn't it? Oh yeah, I love. Don't get me started on Wattpad. <laughs> I actually loved Wattpad so much. <laughs> so the sources for this story we're saying today were from Vampire 20th Anniversary Edition, The Dark Ages, um, which is a game book published by Onyx. Onyx? I said Onyx. Onyx Path Publishing um, depicting the version 20 of the dark medieval setting of the world of darkness. And Beckett's Jihad's Diary, which is a source book for vampires, the Masquerade 20th Anniversary Edition, um, that details the meta plot and how it could advance past the official end at 2004. Yeah, so definitely check those sources out if you want more further reading. <laughs> Indeed. So without further ado, let's tell you the story. Ooh. Okay. So, <laughs> shall I just start, yeah? Mm-hmm. So the Ramanga bloodline began on an island off Africa's southeast coast. On this island lived a woman called Ramanga and her brother Rafazi. In this time, the ancestors of the Vizimba people to which Rubanga belonged were patriarchal. 
While Ramanga was the oldest child of the king and exceedingly smart as well as ambitious, the younger Rafazi was marked as heir. Unwilling and unable to accept this secondary role, Ramanga made sacrifices to the spirits of her people to bribe them into raising her above Rafazi. I mean, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So when that didn't work, she began sacrificing to increasingly darker spirits. Until one day, one of them finally answered her call. So this spirit offered to lift Manga up if she would only sacrifice the sun inside her as payment. So this is sun as an S-U-N, not S-O-N. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I can see why that could be confusing. Yeah, because I thought, listening to it first, I thought it was sun as in maybe she was like with child or something. Uh, but yes. it's actually sun. Which, do you know what? It kind of makes sense because you know how vampires don't like the sunlight. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like the light within her. Mm, okay, no, now, now, now that you're saying it out loud, yeah, I thought that that was a given when I said it last week, but now that I'm hearing it again, I can see why you yes. can have heard something different and run with it. In a yes, that's way. what I was like. This is wild. Um, so yeah, she had to sacrifice the sun inside her as payment. Hearts already burdened by the unfairness of her situation and envy towards her brother, Romanga willingly agreed. So, during the course of seven nights, the dark spirit initiated Ramanga in its heritage of shadows and illusion, showing her that the real power lay not only in giving orders, but in making them. Outward power might lie with the king, but real power lay with his advisors, the spirit said. Taking these lessons to heart, Ramanga returns her people to obstinately um, support her brother, even while she deftly supported, hmm? even whilst she deftly manipulated him to do her bidding, I didn't know what the word "deftly" is. <laughs> well, what does "deftly" mean? <laughs> oh my gosh! So okay, so "deftly" means skillfully, quickly, cleverly. Cleverly, yeah. yeah. So she manipulates. She's cunning. But this is a trope we actually quite see quite a lot. So, for instance, in Game of Thrones, mm. like the king always had his advisors and they would always kind of, or queen, and they would always kind of tell them what to do in a way that's not obvious, but it's like, mm, then, do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, Even it's also it, yeah. like in, you know, Aladdin. Yes, um, yeah. I forgot what the advisor's name was. Yeah, no, Jafar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, evil, yeah. but... He, you know, manipulated the king yeah. like a puppet king, really. Basically, yeah. Like it's even king. in um game, the King of Things, <laughs> the, the King, king of, of Things, the Lord of the Rings one, the, <laughs> the new one, the King of the Lord of Wait, what's you mean the Rings of Power? The Rings of Power. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn. Okay, so yeah, Ramanga um decided to be an advisor for her brother, the king, and this is how she manipulated him. Okay, so. Cementing her control over her brother Rafizi and his children with the power inherent to her sonless blood, Ramanga directed the future of the kingdom from that night onward. Her influence was even so great that the Vizimba came to favour queens over kings. Though it is not known if Ramanga deliberately manipulated this development or if her mere presence instilled a sense of female rulership in the land. Around the world. Girls. Oh, did she figure that? <laughs> 
One island was not enough to quell Romanga's ambition. Soon she began teaching others to be like her so that they might further spread her, her influence. Carefully keeping the island off major naval routes so it would remain exclusively hers. Romanga nevertheless used her power to draw in occasional traders from as far as the Arabian lands. I need there to be a book about how she, you know, is able to really manipulate people and talk to people hey, together. Hey, 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 what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? Okay, so through these people and their trade, Romanga's lineage spread to the kingdoms of Ghana as well as Canaan, as well as Constantinople and the Middle East. Acting in concert, Romanga and her kin were all but indomitable on Africa's southern and eastern shores and wielded tangible power in the Middle East and parts of North Africa. Romanga herself was still actively involved with her lineage during the Dark Ages. At first glance, she seemed to have no end goal other than spreading and cementing her control over the continent. But there might have been more to her bargain than merely sacrificing the sun. After expanding far beyond their homeland of Madagascar, the Romanga came into conflict with vampires from the Songhai Empire about 350 years ago. The enemy Guhuri lineage did not tolerate Romanga knight aristocrats and drove them into the Kuba kingdom. There, the Romanga became known as Shai Dondu. Eisenman from the lineage are still known by this name, whilst Eastern Labon um, maintained the Romanga name. Yeah, and so that's it. That's the story. That is it. That's like origin story, a bit of lore, you know. Yeah. And interesting that the Eisenman is kind of another name for Romanga because the Eisenman was also... Um, another kind of name for the Obayifo from last week. Yeah. Oh, I did not remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is cool because I guess they're all vampires, they're all African vampires. So it kind of makes sense. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, that makes sense. That yeah. tracks. It, it tracks. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Great and bit of lore. I liked the strong, like, feminine, you know, aspect to this story because usually, like, when you think vampires, you think Count Dracula, you think, you know, the. Mm. Like stereotypical male yeah. with fangs, do you know what I mean? So this mm. is a really cool um, take on it. I like it. And that's all from us. We hope you enjoyed this minisode. Yep. So let us know how you found it by leaving a review. You can stay up to date with us and what's going on in our studio by following us on TikTok and Instagram at adechi.atelier to stay up to date on the process. Yeah. So this is really random, but I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to our episode, um, The Vampire with Glowing Orifices. Wow, orifices. And at the end, I was saying that we did the Eshu thing. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, Orisha Times TikTok. And you were like, yeah, Orisha Times Zodiac. And at the time, I was like, why why are you repeating what I'm saying? (laughs) I was like, this girl, she did not read out what it was. And you said it so confidently (laughs) that I was like... Huh, she's gonna send them to the wrong thing. So I just corrected you slightly. (laughs) And I just thought you were repeating me. So I was like, what? And even when I listened to it today, I was like, why is he repeating me? So I had to go back and I realized I said it wrong. See, I didn't even bother you about it. Gosh, yeah, I know. That was really nice. (laughs) So thank you so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed this little bite side treat of an episode. 
Until next time, and as always, thank you for taking the time to explore the, the wonderful of world Af- of African <laughs> mythology with us. Let me land. Let me land. Cool. I'm done. Your host, Adachi. Solomon and Adra. Solomon, peace. And we're out. <laughs>